from Isaiah 53.9, which is focusing on the burial of Jesus. Let's hear God's word. And they made his grave with the wicked, but with the rich at his death, because he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word, and we thank you for this passage of your word that speaks about the burial of the Lord Jesus, our Savior. We pray that you would open our eyes to understand it and that our hearts would be transformed. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. How important is it that Jesus was buried? Well, in 1 Corinthians 15, the Apostle Paul wrote a summary of what the gospel was. And notice what he included in that summary. He wrote, Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel, which I preach to you, which also you received, and in which you stand, by which also you are saved, if you hold fast that word which I preach to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you first of all that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. In this summary of the gospel that the Bible, when it summarizes the gospel, it includes the burial of Jesus as part of the gospel. And Christians have understood this. Both the Apostles' Creed and the Nicene Creed both mention that Jesus was buried. But why is it so important that Jesus was buried? Well, there are two reasons that why it's important that this passage makes clear. First, Jesus' burial showed that he was innocent. Jesus' innocence was shown in the way that he was buried. It was the custom of the Romans uh, when they would crucify people that they would normally just take down the bodies and put them in a common grave with all the other criminals. Crucifixion was a very painful and a very shameful death. And normally what would have happened was Jesus' body would have just been put in a common grave with, all, with a whole bunch of other, other men. And he would have had a burial of that would have been very dishonorable. But that's not what happened. God in his providence made sure that Jesus would have a very different kind of burial. And he did that in a remarkable way. John, in his gospel, chapter 19, explains how that happened. He says this, After this, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. And Pilate gave him permission. So he came and took the body of Jesus. And Nicodemus, who at first came to Jesus by night, also came, bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred pounds. Then they took the body of Jesus and bound it in strips of linen with the spices, as the custom of the Jews is to bury. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden a new tomb in which no one had yet been laid. So there they laid Jesus because of the Jews' preparation day, for the tomb was nearby." God in his providence put in the heart of a man named Joseph of Arimathea to ask Pilate for the body of Jesus. Now, Joseph was a very wealthy man. In fact, we know from other scriptures that he was actually a member of the Sanhedrin. 
but, and he was actually a disciple of Jesus, but he was a secret disciple because he was afraid of being one openly. But now he had enough courage to ask for the body of Jesus from Pilate. And Joseph was a wealthy man who, ha who had a tomb nearby to where Jesus had been crucified, where no one else had been laid. And so he and Nicodemus made sure that Jesus would be buried with honor in the tomb of a rich man. In this, this was a remarkable fulfillment of the, God, this prophecy that Isaiah had made centuries before. I'll read that verse again. And they made his grave with the wicked, but with the rich at his death, because he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Jesus was crucified as a criminal, and normally he would have been buried like one as well. But in God's providence, he ensured that Jesus would be buried with honor in the tomb of a rich man who had a tomb right nearby. And this all happened because Jesus was innocent. He had done no violence. There was no deceit in his mouth. He was completely innocent. And even in his burial, this was the beginning of his vindication. So Jesus' burial is important because it showed that he was innocent. There's a second reason why Jesus' burial is important. And that is that it prepared the way for his resurrection. And this was happening while the enemies of God were rejoicing over the crucifixion. God was preparing the way for the resurrection. If Jesus had been buried, thrown into a common grave, his disciples wouldn't have even known where he was. But God in his providence made sure that there would be witnesses that would be present when Jesus was buried. Matthew's gospel tells us that not only was Joseph of Arimathea present, but so was Nicodemus and Mary Magdalene and another, another Mary. They were all present and they were all witnesses to the fact that Jesus had really died, that he was really buried, and that he was not in the tomb on the third day. He was even buried in a tomb where no one else had ever been buried before. But Jesus' followers weren't the only witnesses. God also ensured that there would be other witnesses, and he used the plans of the enemies to bring this about. Matthew 27 describes how this happened. On the next day, which followed the day of preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered together to Pilate, saying, Sir, we remember that while he was still alive, that deceiver said, After three days I will rise. Therefore command that the tomb be made secure until the third day, lest his disciples come by night and steal him away and say to the people, He is risen from the dead. So the last deception will be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, You have a guard. Go your way and make it as secure as you know how. So they went and made the tomb secure, sealing the stone and setting the guard. Those who had crucified Jesus wanted to make sure that no one could claim that he had risen from the dead, that no disciples could come and steal the body and make that claim. So they received permission to have an enormous stone rolled to cover the mouth of the tomb and to set Roman guards to make sure that no one would dare to come near the tomb and disturb it. But all of those precautions would completely backfire because they would actually provide yet more proof for Jesus' resurrection. J.C. Ryle puts it this way, 
They little thought what they were doing. They little thought that unwittingly they were providing the most complete evidence of the truth of Christ's coming resurrection. They were actually making it impossible to prove that any deception or imposition had occurred. Their seal, their guard, their precautions were all to become witnesses that Christ had risen. They were taken in their own craftiness. Their own devices became instruments to show forth God's glory. Because when Jesus would rise from the dead victorious, bursting through the tomb, and the Roman guards themselves would be witnesses of this event. And when those guards went and had to tell the the leaders who had set the seal what had happened, those Jewish leaders had to bribe the soldiers to lie and claim that Jesus' disciples had stolen his body. They couldn't deny that the tomb was empty. And so in this way, God used what men intended for evil to accomplish his plans to work for his glory. But Jesus suffered and died and he was buried for us. He fully bore the wages of sin. He experienced the whole measure of human suffering. He even tasted death for us. All of us will one day die unless the Lord returns first. But it's a comfort to know that Jesus has already tasted death, that he died, but he did not remain dead. He rose bodily from the grave, victorious over sin and death. And all of those who trust in Jesus will one day rise bodily from the dead. He rose and he now reigns at the Father's right hand till all his enemies, including death, are put under his feet. And he offers communion to his people at this table. So if you are trusting in Jesus' death and burial and resurrection this day, then come to this table in faith. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you died for our sins in our place and that you were buried for us. Thank you that you have tasted death for us and that you can strengthen us to face it. Heavenly Father, we praise you that for your providence that you used Joseph of Arimathea, Nicodemus, and others to ensure that Jesus would be buried with honor because he was innocent. We thank you that you used even the plans of your enemies to prepare the way for your son's resurrection. We praise you that you raised Jesus from the dead, that he is now exalted at your right hand in heaven, that he reigns till all his enemies, including death, will be put under his feet. We pray that you would us to come to this table in faith, trusting in his death and burial and resurrection for us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.